0: Josh Dobbs I, I saw huh Yeah well yeah we may as well may as well start with that Happy Halloween Curtis is dressed as uh a football academy director. Academy. Yeah. Matt is a sports yeah. writer who never leaves the house unless he has a game to cover. So what are you? Here trophy we, you wife? T- you tell me. <laughs> yes, yeah. I
1: am. Yeah. That's actually very true.
0: I, I really am. Uh,
1: I'd like to get Gilbert's opinion on that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. No, he'll argue One-sided. that he is. That's him. That's, uh, that was the point of the joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah. All right.
0: We're <laughs> <laughs> off and running. Curtis Riggs is with us, and uh, you, you were at that Jax-Yotes game. But, yeah, uh, Josh Jobs just happened. The Vikings are 4-4. Four and four. They'd be in the playoffs if they started the day. week schedule. And they're going to roll and uh, probably slip into that last spot and uh, lose in the first round with Josh Dobbs, Curtis. What do you think about that?
2: I think they they feel like they're miles ahead of the Raiders right now. Oh, of course. I was actually going to spare you the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, yeah um, Had to get that out of the way. It, you know what? I... I I mean, it's not terrible. I, I, I they think, gave up nothing for him. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they come out ahead in the deal. And um, I think Dobbs has shown in the first half of the season here that he he is capable and uh, plays very hard. And um, uh, if they can control the turnovers, I think in Arizona, you know, you're always down. You're trying to be a risk taker. I think he can be manageable,
0: um, serviceable. Matt, your thoughts? You're still.
1: They're uh, not going to start him this Sunday, will they? No. I kind of figured not yeah. enough time to, no. to learn anything. It'd be Josh it, Freeman all over again if but they did that. Watch
2: Hall come in in the Packers game. There's just such a decisive difference between rookie inexperience mm-hmm. to anyone that has reps, right. and that's where I think Dobbs will be ahead. You know, I heard Winston was was brought up. Yeah. Um, He's just so prone. Colt McCoy
1: was another name I heard yeah. thrown out there. Yeah. Carson Wentz, but I think he's pretty toxic. Nobody wants to touch him at this point. Yeah. I, I'm glad to hear that that Hall, the is it Hall, the rookie is is yeah. going to get give him a shot. I'd like yeah. to kind of see what he can do. I mean, if he sucks, that doesn't mean you give up on him because, like you said, he's cr- really not ready. Yeah. I just you know I've been saying this all year, but even before Kirk, Kirk Cousins got hurt, that I just don't know what good it does the Vikings to go. Nine and eight, and True. losing the first round yeah. of the playoffs. And yeah. I know some people think, well, they're four and four, and they they could be six and two, they Week could be seven schedule. and one. And now there's weak schedule. Not weak turning schedule? it over anymore. Do the Vikings really get to say? That? Does anyone look at the Vikings and go, oh, we got to play the Vikings? <laughs> well, I a, don't know that. It's their not schedule a strong is strong schedule. They got to play the yeah. Lions twice. They got to play New hey, Orleans, they, Denver. Gotta Those gotta are teams that aren't good necessarily, think, but they could beat them.
0: I think it's weak schedule in the forefront. Like Green Bay was. Clearly, Green Bay is just a sad little operation without Aaron Rodgers, and I know they're young. And then it's Atlanta, New Orleans, I mean, okay, winnable games. You're not going to call there. it weak. You can call it very winnable games for the Vikings. They're all winnable.
1: They're all losable. So this destroys your realm. hopes of a 5-12 and,
0: five and 12 finish and a high draft pick. That, I
1: mean, that's not like what I'm rooting for necessarily. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the shit out of watching them win at Lambeau on Sunday, but uh, I just, you know, I kinda wanted him to, to start looking around for Kirk Cousins replacement anyway. Now that Kirk is hurt, there's your chance. Find out yeah. what this rookie can do. Um, if they're gonna bring in Josh Dobbs, I get it. You kinda owe it to the locker room. They right. fought back from one and four to get to four and four. Uh, to, to kinda spit in their face and say, We're throwing in the towel, we're trying to you know I, I get that. Dobbs is kind of a way to, to, to say, Hey, we're gonna still try and make a push for the playoffs. You said yourself they'd be in today if it ended today, so all right, fine. Go get another I, wild card, and I, I, you know. I
2: think Dobbs is, if not your starter, then he's always a very serviceable backup. I think that will always be what he's, he's shown ceiling, this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, I think the parity though this year in the NFL is is and
1: in the NFC in particular. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: I think uh, you have a fight, a boxer's chance every week, um, but that could go the other way too with with the Vikings.
0: Well, and then Dobbs, I mean, you could give us your Mel Kuyper on Josh Jobs Limited, but seems like uh, he is exactly what he is. He is a, going to be a career backup who will slide in mm-hmm. if your starter gets hurt, and he seems like, from all accounts, smart, sharp, yeah. could probably get down a playbook real easily, and good locker room guy, and kind of perfect, like he was – This is some guys were born to be Aaron Rodgers, yeah, and some and guys I, were born I, to be this. I,
2: I think the difference between him and Winston and um, uh, McCoy – and wins too is, I mean, they're all walking band-aids. I mean, they get hurt constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, you know, all three of them do. So I think Dobbs gives you a little more youth, a little more energy, durability. And then, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I mean, the, the cousins Achilles thing. Yeah, he's done. He's done with the Vikings. Okay. What? How do you? Matt and I have talked about it at nauseum. We kind of tri- we kind of skirt the whole Kirk Cousins thing because it feels like something that was. Just an ad nauseum discussion two, three years ago. It feels so 2020 to talk about Kirk Cousins' value and worth and gets to the point. Yeah, I saw fun things on social media like, oh, Vikings fans complain about Kirk Cousins until he's hurt, and then the season's over. I'm like, yes, we get, like he's really, he's really fucking good. We all know he's really talented, and he had a dagger-throwing game against the Niners, and he took things to another level. May have been his best game but uh matt and i have feel like we've said it all about cousins i i love his line cousins was never really the problem unfortunately in the biggest moments, he was rarely the solution, especially when things went down around him. Uh, how do you how do you put a stamp on the yeah. Cousins era I, in Minnesota? I,
2: I couldn't believe against the Niners how well they protected him. Yeah. I, I that's mean, that's the what. the lines I, played. Yeah, I thought, wow, they have played outstanding because he is a phenomenal seven-on-seven quarterback. I mean, if, if you can protect him, he can make the throws. It's just always in those big games when defensive lines start to get into him. Um, then the turnovers start to happen or, or it, it always seems like to, they, Weird they decisions. start, yeah. And they start to throw, throw, throw. Um, and, uh, just more bad things can happen He's there. just
1: never had that killer instinct. No. You know, no. you see him throw short of the sticks on fourth down with the <laughs> game on the line. <laughs> he, you see him get sacked when you're trying to get off a Hail Mary. Like, yeah. throw the
0: fucking ball. Yeah. yeah. Did it, it seem like he was that, getting over that the last the few games, though, uh, especially the Niners game? I mean, they were ahead the whole Niners no, game, but uh, you yeah. know what I mean.
1: And that's a, no. that's a kind of minor complaint. What are the chances you're going to complete a Hail Mary anyway? Pretty low. But the fact that he, like... Get rid of the ball, yeah yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. playoff game last year, the, the fourth down play, throw it to the sticks, you yeah. know I, you probably would have lost anyway, but those are the, and those are actually more reasons, not necessarily that he's a bad quarterback or not a great quarterback, those are the things that make fans not like him. those are the th- reasons that fans have never warmed to him even when he's played great because they remember things like that,
0: right, okay, so do you um uh, you're, you're the lifelong Minnesota sports fan. Do you feel like, to Curtis's point, that was maybe the best performance he's had by a line around him, especially against a vaunted defense? I mean, the Niners lost, had some key pieces out on the offense, but their defense is one of the best in the NFL. Are they? And he did that. I, to that. Well, I, okay. I mean, I, I think that's,
1: that's, that's the you question came now. Came back we and we lost again this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah okay. I,
2: uh, and and yeah. I think... Um, You you know, that's what you get each week. You don't know what teams
0: are going to show. All right. I mean, good defense, right? I mean, the Niners are a respected roster. uh, So do you feel like it's a Minnesota curse thing that just when lightning strikes with Kirk Cousins in a line, all of a sudden, oh, no, the injury. I mean, if
1: anything, it almost feels like not a stroke of good luck. I'm certainly not going to say that because I was bummed. I'm bummed for Kirk. But, you know, it kind of, to me, makes the decision a little easier. You know, time to move on. Hey, one thing I will say, though, is – Jefferson gets hurt and goes out,
2: and the one thing you do notice is Cousins is getting rid of the ball on time, meaning he's not standing, holding longer, looking downfield. He's playing within the system and going exactly where he should be when he should be. Um, and you see, you know, Addison taking off now, and and uh, Hawkinson getting a, a million catches, um, which I think hurt loves he loves doing that rather than having to hold it wait 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 which you know jefferson's incredible but you do notice since he's been hurt i mean the progression has, has gotten
1: better are you saying that when jefferson's in there he's spending too much time? I, yeah i think for he holds it yeah
2: i think and i think you, you you get in the habit of doing well, that you when probably you have a coach a telling you to do it to some yeah, degree yeah, yeah i mean yeah. you watched last night garoppolo throws that first interception I mean, it's the worst throw in the world. But it's because he's trying to get Devontae Adams, Adams the yeah. ball, and, and then after that, he he couldn't hit a, a barn. I mean, uh, you know, it's just you get those those star players that need to have the ball and. And you find yourself playing out of the system rather than in it.
0: Perhaps Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy have been propped up by a Niners roster all this time. You know, neither neither of them are as good as their record was with the Niners. Well, I think Uh, Purdy showed he's got to play within
2: a system that has the run game incorporated. Sure. The run game has to work for him to be able to have the simple play action throws, because if he has those, he's he's
0: very efficient. Before we get to whatever we came here to do, which is talk about the World Series. The, uh, the 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 rate since you are a Raiders fan, I was thinking of you today because there's a little chatter here. I mean, we heard how despondent Devontae Adams is. What he didn't say after the game last night was almost more said more than what he did say. He did he said he didn't want to say anything because he didn't want it to be twisted and construed. Uh, it's amazing because you had the the league's best running back and you had Garoppolo, who seems like a good quarterback, and you had Devontae Adams, and it's all falling apart, and it did last night. Are you a Raiders fan who feels like you you wouldn't mind see, like it's over? Let see if see if Adams is a good trading piece on the block, or do you think well, this thing I, I is mean, all? Gonna I mean, what's that going
2: to do? I don't know. You know, trading no him—that's that's not going to solve anything. Yeah. And their problems are are greater than that. Um, so I, I I think he did the right thing, not you know coming in and and throwing uh, you know gasoline on the fire and. After after the game I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you know, I think everyone expected him to say, get me the hell out I'm of here. I'm not sure if he wants to be traded. but, yeah, uh, I, I, but You know, maybe I if it's the right team, probably. Yeah. But I, y- y- their problems are much greater than that. I, okay. You know, their defense isn't terrible. I mean, they're not bad. It's just they were on the field all night long. The offense is 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 bad, really bad. <laughs> um, and uh, you, you've got to find you, – if you're going to sign a guy like that, you have to find ways to get
0: him the ball. He had one catch for 11 yards. Oh, I mean, that, nice.
2: that's just terrible.
0: All right. Well, look, you're going to be on the call Saturday for the Dakota marker game, Jax and Bison. Matt, forgive me if I'm wrong. I heard chatter on the other side of the newsroom that I work in on Mondays where the sports guys sit, Mm -hmm. and they said uh, somebody, uh, one of the Jacks said they are making sure to not overlook North Dakota State. Did Mm -hmm. did somebody actually say that? Those words came out of
1: somebody's mouth? I don't remember hearing that, but I know that was hinted at, you know, just given that S D. everyone's kind of saying, well, the Jacks are going to blow them out. They actually, when they started saying that was back when they lost to USD and, and UND. Everyone said, Jesus, if that's how bad they got beat by the, uh, what the hell are they called now, the and Hawks, how bad are they going to get beat when they got to go to Brookings? And I think SDSU, they, they, they know that. They're a little aware of it. Jimmy Rogers has gone out of his way since the moment the USD game ended. And again, this morning in his press conference, he keeps saying over and over, we know who we're playing. We know who we're playing. I think he's, I think he's a little bit leery of everyone telling North Dakota State how bad they're going to get beat. You know, that's that's yeah. They're they're, still the Bison.
2: There was a a SDSU player though after the game that was interviewed on Midco that uh, said, you know, hey, if we prepare like we did for USD, I mean, we'll blow them out of the water too. You know, and you're just sitting there like. Yeah, that's true.
1: But oh my (laughs) god! Yeah, Yeah. and and knowing
2: Coach Rogers, like you're talking about, he's just cringing
0: alone. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, Do do you feel like it's going to be? I I hate to say the B word, but I mean, I I mean, I I, I feel like they're at least
2: 17 points better. Right? Wow. I think it'll it'll be. I I know the spread for the UND game was uh 19 and a half
1: in favor of the Bison. Yeah,
2: no, uh, uh the uh Jacks when they played the Fighting Hawks oh, okay. were 19 and a half when they played SDSU or I mean I'm sorry USD it went from 14 and a half to 17 points and you know that one I thought oh, god no way. Yeah, Same I with UND. UND I was like well they're going to stay within 19. You know, and and they beat them by twenty or twenty one. I mean, so with a couple I, garbage time touchdowns yeah, too. that was yeah, forty two seven. Yeah, yeah. And right. yeah, you you felt like they had full. Con- same with the the USD game. I mean, they that game
0: after the first quarter, that game was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you thought so because uh, you know, it was three nothing after the first quarter. Yeah. You thought but it was once over, once
2: once they came down no, and means, scored, yeah. And yeah. you just saw they had full control of the game. Yeah. And then once, uh, I mean, Lujan... He had the defense dialed up. And then, uh, you know, on, on our halftime show, I, I talked about— The offense dialed up, you mean? Yeah. yeah. No, Lujan. He not Ma, he had uh, USD's oh, okay. defense dialed up. Sorry, thank you. And um, I, I couldn't believe USD didn't make the adjustment of, of going some up-tempo, no huddle. Uh, I mean, yes. you, you let the Jacks just rotate those defensive line. I mean, they'll go ten deep third. and stay fresh on you, and just—I mean—they will wear you down and pulverize you. I'm up standing
0: on the field, third quarter. It's like tw- it's like I don't know, seventeen to three or twenty to three, and SDSU went on two field goal drives to start the second half, and uh, I mean, I thought that was kind of uh, being easy on USD. I mean, they were they were driving pretty easily. And then a couple, the two ensuing drives, I mean, the clock is ticking here in the third quarter. You're down by 20, and I'm just like, what are these handoffs? What are these, yeah. you know, I mean, these are not keeping them honest handoffs. These are like, are they in a different game? than the, Was there What logic, if at all, was there to that?
2: Well, you're doing it because you don't want your quarterback to be a human pinata. And, he and, had, and he'd already been struck. Yeah, by. and he is not. I, I didn't realize, you know, his dad was very mobile. He he has very little mobility. I mean, he is a true pocket passer. He's got to stand in there and sling it around. I did think, though, that when they went five wide and just got it out of his hands quick, uh, very productive, and is something they would probably come back with. But I think the up-tempo to not allow State to rotate their defensive line, make those guys stay out there, make those front four stay. I know their offensive line would appreciate it. Yeah.
1: He said oh. it. I mean, it was oh, okay. SDSU's... Defense completely controlling the game after the first quarter. First drive, really. I, yeah. I th- mean, they didn't do anything. And I, then SDSU's offensive line totally oh, dominated so that good. football
2: game. I, I mean, SDSU is is better than everyone else in every position. Everyone that I've seen. Montana State's the one area where they had the defensive line that could really physically handle and play with with SDSU's offensive line. Um but then you know you look at the matchups everywhere else. I, I, I mean, they're just so talented. Their defensive backs are good. They get Bock back. I mean, their linebackers are, are very talented. Um, and then offensive, hey, their running backs. I mean, even with the development now of Angel
0: Johnson, I mean, they're three D. <laughs> yeah, he was a yeah. he was a beast for the time that he had the ball there yeah. last uh, their fourth couple and of fifth Guys are really good too. I, I mean, yeah, think people don't are. even know it, but they yeah. are. I mean, I yeah. thought you tell me if I'm wrong, both of you. That we saw a little bit of the future with Chase Mason and Angel Johnson there in the fourth quarter. Like those are going to be tough guys to we'll stop. See,
1: Mark still has another year after this, or maybe two or something. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, and right.
2: the, the, the problem will be, you know, does he want to try to enter the NFL? Does he want to go to uh, grad school? Um, does he want to enter the portal? too. I right. mean, that's a very possible if thing. If they win another
1: national championship this year, I wouldn't blame Mark for saying, I don't want yeah. try and blame Plus, the Big 10 or something Plus, like losing some of the
2: guys they're going to lose up front on right. the offensive line. Um, right. yeah, as a quarterback, that's really not The transitional spot you want to go through. If it's skilled guys, you can develop those. But offensive line—that's part of why they're so good. Like
1: a couple coaches, opposing coaches have said this year: like, yeah, they're awesome, but also they have a bunch of sixth-year seniors. Like you usually don't get to keep and develop (laughs) guys for as long as they do. Like to have the Yankees come back, McCormick and Greenfield, so many guys on you know all these guys they have. Isaiah Davis has another year after this, but he's a senior. You know all these guys whether they use their COVID year or not. College football teams generally don't get to stick together as long as this particular roster has. That's I, why they're so good.
2: I And I think you'll have an appreciation seeing I, I, people on TV, you can't really grasp how big and strong Isaiah Davis is. Man, he is put He's together. He's a killer. Yeah, yeah, he is put together. He is uh, um, a, a very, very good back that this year they've done such a good job of managing his load with you know with Johnson getting uh, a lot of carries um, as they get deeper into the big games, like what you saw against um, uh, UND, they came out 20 carries early for Isaiah Davis, and he just controlled and took over that game. I think that's what you'll see against NDSU too.
0: So I know Gronowski has a lot around him that, you, you, that we're describing, but he just seems like such a just a smooth operator, and yep. he's also tough. He was throwing blocks there on
1: some of their big runs. That was fun when he went out and Put Miles yeah. Harden up to the <laughs> yeah. end zone. That, a lot of quarterbacks go out and pretend to block. He actually yeah. blocked. No or or <laughs>
2: Chase Mason's first run. I mean, yeah, he put his head runs down through and... that linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah I don't I don't know if he'll be the next guy. I mean, I think that's maybe the, the plan. Um, I think uh, his consistency... And accuracy is what's got to develop and improve. Amazing. The
0: athleticism's there, yeah, yeah
2: but uh, making the open throws look easy, he's got to be a little more consistent with that.
0: But for those who haven't been hearing your analysis on the Jack Rabbit broadcasts, Gronowski, I mean, you're you're a quarterback. You're a quarterback assessor. What mm-hmm. what is your what are what are your thoughts? If you if, if an NFL scout, you know, or a, or a Power Five, a yeah. coach called you today. What would you tell him? Like yeah, how would you describe he's an
2: it? excellent game manager. He is very good making the easy throws look easy. When he has a clean pocket, he's extremely accurate. It's when it gets muddled up a little bit, that's where he starts to lose his accuracy. And I would say that's got to be the biggest difference for him, you know, making those tough pressured throws. Um, he also, since the knee injury, isn't quite as explosive as he was, but still is is a good serviceable running quarterback. Um I, can he play at the Power? Yeah, he could. He could play at the Power 5 level. Um, it's just will someone take that chance and bring him up? And Because then when it's a quarterback, then you're talking NIL money too. Um, what are they going to do there? Because um, then you're looking at taking an FCS quarterback over all the mid-major quarterbacks that are out there that you could <laughs> get to. Um, so it, it gets to be somewhat difficult.
0: I mean, you obviously are good buddies with Caitlin DeBoer. Give us an idea of just how much NIL factors into all the decisions that are made when it comes to recruiting and personnel right well, now. I mean, 100%.
2: Yeah, it's it's full part of all recruiting of all athletes. I mean, it's even part of even talking to athletes um, and knowing what other schools are talking to them. I mean, if if you're talking to someone that's talking to Oregon or Texas A&M, you, you better have a, a truck backed up ready to – to talk to that athlete because those schools are coming fully prepared to, to give whatever's needed.
0: Is it a big part of the head coach's job to, to overlook and oversee that and be a part of those conversations, I, it, or do they have people and yeah, he lets them do their no, job? No, he,
2: he can't do that. He works. That's right. yeah, there's, these there's, are yeah, there's a group the that is in charge of that. Yeah, yep. Yes, the collectives. Yep. The, and, and so what they do is, is they go out, raise the money. They then get a percentage of that too but they'll figure out how much it takes to get that athlete and what they have, and and then they'll work with that athlete. I I think most schools know they have an idea of what what would take part with that, but um, the coaches aren't doing that. Does
0: it seem slimy? Does it feel sleazy? Does it seem somewhere in between or just right? Uh, Well, I I would say probably
2: uh, it differs for every program. You know, I think... um, Every school's got their own ways of going about it, and some probably have a very hands-on approach, and some rely on that that group to to do it. It's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, your experience uh, with the Washington Oregon game, you're up there in Seattle. I know you didn't visit College Game Day. You didn't. Yeah. You decided not to visit the set. Yeah. That's too bad because I would have uh, loved your interpretation of all that. But what? A lot of people standing,
2: screaming. <laughs> Here, here's what I heard. They were there at I four, four o'clock. Uh, the in the afternoon, the day before, um, they smoked weed all night
0: long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. it re- yeah, that smell where, with the next yep, morning. You did need your own. Just and take a whiff. In the
2: morning at 630, they were rocking ready to go, and it was a crazy scene. Um, and uh, um, I, Kalen's daughters were actually the ones that gave me the perspective when the kid kicked that field goal and won 30,000. Um, how the place just erupted and whatnot. That's
0: right. I mean, yeah. uh, again, your 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 own observations of just what what he's built there, like what the scene is like at Washington right now, to, to be there. Well, on a game I mean, day, top five. It team was pretty in the cool
1: before Kalen DeBoer came around. Yeah, Not it to was. take anything away from Kalen, yeah. but yeah. oh yeah.
0: yeah, for years and years and, and, and
2: years. Yeah. And years yeah. You I know, mean, I, mean, I mean, the thing there is is if they win. I mean, they're unbelievable. You know they're the they're so supportive, and you get eighty thousand people in that stadium, and the the scene, uh, you know, the scenic backdrop is so beautiful, and uh, it's so loud. They have those metal roofs. It reminds me of the old arena, you know, the me- metal roofs. That that sound just gets caught in there and comes right back, and um, it's so intimidating, and and uh, it was really cool. And that's how they ride there. If you're winning, they're all in. If you start to lose. I mean, they're quick to point out. And, and their talk shows after the games are uh, very critical, as most are. Um, I had the chance to listen when the Jacks beat... Beat uh, NDSU up at NDSU. Right, driving home, I'm listening to the talk show in and I'm Fargo. Like, oh my god! Yeah, because most of it is is the liquored up fans that tailgated that for 12 hours before
1: and should listen to Vikings and, vent someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't
0: know. Uh, or listen to a Husker post game
2: <laughs> yeah. show. It's Goober uh, central. And those are always just such yeah. bad ideas, especially yeah. coaches' families should never say,
0: listen yeah. to those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, did you guys yeah. hear a, the because uh, there's those, and then there's the coaches' radio in show that almost every team has. We'll just see Davo today.
1: The guy called in to bitch about his salary, and (laughs) yes,
0: that's what I was going to bring up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that you're making 11.5 million, and we're four and four. Do you think? And Davo, the Davo had the uh, Sweeney at Clemson had the perfect response. He's like. Hello, like basically, hello, dipshit. We've been, we, we've won two national titles. Right. We're relevant and in yeah. the in the national conversation every year. We won eleven last year. That's like, like yeah. uh,
2: um, Chuck's. Chuck's doing a great job. Yeah. this year at Washington, great but, job. But their
0: defense struggling. No, uh, uh, the they're, they're
2: playing pretty well. They struggled well. against Stanford. They, yeah, against Stanford they did. But against uh, uh, Arizona State, I mean, they won the game for them. And after the game, you start to read tweets like, who the hell's coaching tackling? And, yeah, I mean, they gave up, what, nine points? And, and you're just like, oh, my, oh my goodness. Uh, I, I, it's an unwinnable position. Chuck has the right mentality and, and the thick skin to not get caught up in any of that. And uh, um, that's really how you have to be because if you read and, and listen to those things, it, it's going to be a long, tough season for He's you. He was kind of built pretty well for that. He doesn't really. Yeah, I mean he beats to his own drum. You're right, that's, that's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh,
0: yeah. By the way, I mean that that was a that was a close one at Stanford. I couldn't yeah. believe it. On uh, I mean the same Stanford team, that I guess that came back and beat Colorado. But do you feel like it, it feels like Washington or Oregon? Uh, chances are one of those two teams going to be in the college football playoff and. Uh, they won't have to meet again, will they? Yeah, PAC they will. They, okay, They're well, in different divisions? Well,
2: Washington, no, they don't have divisions now. It's just oh, they top don't. two teams. Okay. But I Washington still plays. They play at USC this week. Then they have Utah at home, Oregon State on the road, and then Washington State for the Apple Cup at home. So they have four tough games. Um, watching Oregon against Utah, though, they're like, man, how did how did we beat them? <laughs> That's what I was getting yeah, at. They look like, good can you beat it? them and, again? Yeah, and, and – I mean, yeah, but I, I think one problem Washington's having is, is they've hit that phase where they're kind of in that point in the season where they're in that lull of careless with the football, guys have bruises, are they hurt or are they injured, which one? Like, Jaden McMillan, the receiver, I mean, he, he needs to be out playing. And he, he practices hard all week, goes out in the game, and starts to play the game and then comes out, and you're like, come on, get get back in there.
0: Right. but. I'll, circ- I'll circle it back to Brookings Saturday, Bison Jacks, and just how weird it is that SDSU is say 17.5 points. No, I, I, that, that's yeah. what they were against USD. Oh, I against USD. I, I
2: think okay. they'll be 17-point favorites at least against NDSU. I yeah. bet the spread won't be that high. You don't think so? I mean, After I don't getting,
1: disagree with you that they are potentially 17 points better.
2: I, I think getting squashed by UND and then UND getting smacked by yeah, UNI – I think it's going to be at least yeah, at least least double digits. (laughs) I will agree with that.
0: What happened? uh, We know the Jackrabbits; just they've they're really good. Uh, The entire roster, a lot of people are back. The coaching staff is cohesive, and everything's rocking and rolling. We know what SDSU is. What happened to NDSU? Uh, How how much
2: of a
1: fall really is it? And I I haven't watched
2: any film of them. I don't know. Maybe Matt
1: is a little yeah. And I've I've done more asking than watching. You know, I asked uh mcfeely and jeff you know like cover the bison up there what they Mm. think and fargo for him some theories and you know i asked jimmy today at his press conference because he opens his thing with his own remarks and he's like that's you know we know who they are they're still a championship caliber team he you know gave him the whole whatever spit and polish and so i had the first question and i said okay everything you just said they're still a championship caliber team okay let's take that at face value then what's wrong Why did they lose to USD? Why did they get smoked by UND, two teams that you had no difficulty with? And I kind of expected Jimmy to sort of dodge the question, and he didn't. He said, uh, well, he goes, I'll just speak to the defensive side of it because that's kind of my specialty. He said, they're making mistakes they don't usually make. You know, and he made, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him here, but he's just saying, you know, some breakdowns, some huge mistakes that lead to explosive plays. He's like, they didn't used to do that, and they're doing it just enough to get beat. And he kind of seemed to imply, and I'm, I'm trying to read between the lines of what he said, that maybe the UND game was not fluky necessarily, but, you know, one of those games where you just play like shit and the other team plays great and it kind of gets away from you. Uh, I think, I get the sense that Jimmy truly believes NDSU is probably maybe still the second best team in the Valley. And maybe they are. You know, okay, they got smoked by UND. There are a lot of motions that go into that. It's yeah. kind of the USF Auggy thing. You know, yeah. UND had that little brother sort of thing. We're sick and tired of getting beat by these guys and disrespected. It was in their place. They were going to win that game eventually. You yeah. know, they did. USD, I don't think the Bison took that game seriously. I think, you know, they had players admitting. In the post-game press conference, yeah. We just kind of expect to be able to beat USD with our eyes closed.
2: I I, I think if NDSU was matched up with UND and USD again, I think NDSU would be favored. I think so. I, yeah, I mean, I, it would be close, but I, I think most people would, would pick NDSU. UND's been asked games. since
1: they won that game. Northern Iowa beat them twenty-seven yeah. <laughs> nothing. and they needed overtime to beat Indiana State yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't think that UND is that good. You could look at it and go, well, geez, that's how bad the Bison are. They, they got smoked by this team that can't even beat Indiana State. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It on will Saturday.
2: be interesting though if NDSU is at the bottom tier of those seven, six or seven teams to make the playoffs for the Missouri Valley. Uh, if they're that seventh one, does the committee put them in because they're NDSU? Yeah. You know, how can we leave those guys out? But I mean, the, the valley is looking at. I, I think for sure six teams are going to get in. Um, FCS is so bad yeah, this year. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I don't know on a. Seventh. If you're
1: gonna, if you got a 2014 field and only five or six of the teams are worth a shit, you might as well put the other, t- take the other ones from the good conferences. Yeah, yeah. You know, take from the Valley, take from the Big Sky, maybe yeah. a couple CAA teams or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, we've talked about this a lot. At some point, there was going to be some backsliding. You just can't keep the – you saw it all those years coaching the Storm. It's yeah. hard to be the, on top forever and ever and ever it because, is. you know, you get complacent, you start feeling – Uh, a little bit loyal to to certain people that have sort of earned it, you know, and then it can also be, you can speak to this both before you got on top, and then when you do get on top, sometimes it's easier to be the, the hunter than the hunted. You yeah, know?
2: very much. And then also, the other thing, too, is the portal has come in and, and taken some of, you know, NDSU's had a difficult time keeping some of those top guys, and then they've had a tough time going out and getting that, you know, that Christian Watson or someone like that that's that over-the-top guy and then developing them and keeping them. They're developing them and then losing them. But the one thing I'll say, I was up there this summer for the Easton Stick uh, quarterback camp that we did, and I, I got a tour of their new facilities. Um, I mean, their recruiting is gonna—it's gonna pick yeah, back I think up so too. here. I mean, it's beautiful, and and they know that they sat back long enough and watched SDSU pull close up gap, and, and, and gap, catch up to the them. Gap. Now uh, they want to get back to where they were.
0: Well, like what about this particular team that's already lost a couple games, including USD and UND? that is not good. Like, what What are the Jacks ready to pick on on Saturday? What from North Dakota State has to vastly improve for them to have a prayer to beat SDSU? They SC? don't have
1: the physicality. They aren't the same dominant-in-the-trenches team that they've been in the past. Um, you know, I, I've heard a couple people say, off the record, of course, but, you know, kind of imply that maybe even the Bison are a little soft. You know, and I'm sure that's going to be bolt and board material if yeah. it, you know what gets out or whatever. But you know, SDSU's pushed them around. Uh, now you know USD pushed them around. UND pushed them around. Mm. Um, Baffling. Yeah. I, you know, because Cam Miller's a good quarterback. He's completing 80% it of his is. passes. You know, yeah. um, they've got their, their secondary is, is good like it always is. You know, but where's that, that Greg Menard, you know, that, that pass rusher that dominates? Where's those yeah. interior tackles that just cause a havoc in there and blow things up? You know, where's the Jabril Cox at linebacker? Where, where's the NFL offensive lineman? You know, yeah. I, I don't know if they have those guys right now.
2: No, the NFL lineman and then even uh, the kid from Watertown. Um, Wagey. Yeah,
1: Spencer. He was a borderline yeah, NFL player. He was. Yeah.
2: You know, he went into a camp, and for good reason. Um, and, and he was a dominant. But th- when he was young, there was a guy ahead of him. Um, how, it, it was the kid from Warner, South Dakota. Uh, uh, Derek Tuska. Tuska, yes. Yeah. Um, same thing. You'd get guys like that on the defensive side, too. And uh, they, they they just don't have that right now. and and. Um,
0: a lot of that's recruiting. So SDSU loses this game if blank.
1: <laughs>
2: Ooh, I, I think it would have to be injury turnovers. Uh, yeah, there would have to be a key injury. Um, it, but it, it, if they just it, 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 if they're smart and play with their physicality, I don't know how many teams match up with them. And I um, think the weather
1: favors them too. Yeah, I do. You know, it's going to be so cold too. outdoors. Yeah. You know, I think that works in the Jacks' favor too. Uh, All
0: right. Meanwhile, USD, uh, look, uh, are they obliterated <laughs> just because they got obliterated by the Jacks? I mean, they're at they are at Southern Illinois. That's a tough team. They home to UND next week. That's a tough game. And they're at Western Illinois to finish the season. Yeah, you know, I was uh, talked to a couple. Uh, media guys who are USD alumni, on, you know, they're just no. Oh, there goes our there goes our top eight seed with the loss to SDSU. I, but I thought he they were saying there goes your there goes our playoffs. No, I was corrected. Yeah, I was corrected real quickly. Yeah, but
2: they'll, they'll make those. They'll go two. They'll win two out of three. I mean, how, I don't think they'll win at Southern Illinois. I don't either.
1: But yeah. then the question becomes: Does that ruin their season and they have a hangover and lose to North Dakota yeah. the next week? Yeah, you that know? could be. Yeah. Um, so, Southern Illinois is pretty tough, and I just you know we'll see. I, I don't know who's better out of those two teams. I know the Jacks only beat Southern Illinois by seven, but it wasn't quite as close as that score made it look. Yeah. They were never in danger yeah. of losing. Uh, it mm. was in in Southern Illinois. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Oats won that game, but you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to choose your cliche, get back on the horse or whatever because that was I, a humbling loss. Yeah. They got their ass kicked. They did, you know.
0: Yeah. And Matt and you wrote a very honest calm about just where the two programs are at, where the two teams are at, because uh, there was no, def- no doubt left, especially in the Dakota Dome between the Jacks and the Yotes. Now, Coyote Eric uh, wanted to know this from Curtis Riggs. Uh, first of all, what differences? Do you notice in the offensive line play with the new coaches? A couple of guys who played O-line for USD 25 years ago said they used to always be catching rather than firing off. Oh, this is real meat and potatoes, uh, X's and O's here. Uh, maybe that's a function of the old air raid off the old air raid offense, but it has been better results this year with a lot of the same players, so it makes me wonder. He's also curious, well, let's start with that one.
2: Uh, You know, the one thing I've noticed now compared to what they used to do with Coach Davis, I know with Bashoner they used to do a lot of power games. So they would do a lot of down blocks, pulling, getting around. Now it's a little more zone schemes is what they're doing. And RPOs, they heavily work on the RPO game. So they have that run pass option, which I think fits well with uh, um, Bauman and, and his size and being able to see Uh, those intermediate sections, and they have a really good tight end. Tight end's really good.
0: Does it look like uh, they have a sustainable future? You know, because they've had a couple, I wouldn't call them false starts with Bob. They had really good seasons with Chris Straveler and then a playoff season two years ago, but they weren't able to follow them up. How sustainable, not just with the roster that you see or the coaching staff, but just the whole whole picture with the support staff, facilities. They're they're
2: actually much better than I thought they would be, uh, especially as I saw when Josh Davis came in. And the bouncing around of the portal and, and they, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I thought they had no one that could play receiver. And uh, I thought, boy, they're going to really struggle. I know they worked really hard uh, to try to get Bauer to go there when he left SDSU, yeah. tried to get him to go to USD just so they would have some fit within the system. Um, and, and I think they've done a, a great job. I know they were kind of frustrated at the beginning against Missouri, that's against Missouri. Yeah. You know, and um, I think they've done a nice job of tailoring the offense around Bauman's strengths. Um, let him just kind of sling it around, use some play action, the RPO game, and then utilize your best guys. Bell and, and, and the tight end are your two best guys. Get them the ball. All
0: right. Uh, he's also curious your assessment of local recruiting versus the other local schools. Now, yeah, no one compares to SDSU.
2: Yeah. Uh, SDSU and Augie. Are the top two for FCS and and Division II. Augie does a phenomenal job of at least making the kids feel like they're being recruited. So does SDSU. Even though most of the kids SDSU is looking at do not have a chance of playing there, they make them feel like they do have a chance. And then they pick and choose who they want. Um, There's a lot of walk-offs that turn into scholarship players. And that's why. I mean, that's why. You know, Tucker Large. Is a mm-hmm. y- y- you know uh, uh, you can go down the list. Yeah, I mean, down it's um, McCormick was a, a walk-on, a- and um, all of these kids, they they pursue them. Just as if they're a scholarship guy, and then when they court them and say, do you want to come just be a part of our program, the kids jump on the opportunity. See,
0: Kyle Eric was afraid of hearing the truth of something scathing that USD isn't compared to SDSU, and I told him, this seems simplistic, but this is partly what Matt's been saying. We've had this conversation before. They're SDSU. They're the number one team in the Whoa. nation. They've got incredible facilities. They've built this for 20 years, booster support, <laughs> uh, staff continuity. Stig, Stig pushed all the right buttons and who he hired as an assistant when any of USD them left. USD could
1: do better, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There are, there are that local could. guys that, that have ended up going to Augie or USF, and maybe they were better suited to play at, in the NSIC Division Two. But if USD is trying to get a foothold, then they need to start offering some of those guys. Yeah, Dri- Driven Hodge is a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's a D1 player, but good for USD for going after that guy to, to, to establish a foothold there. Get some more local guys. Another example is... Uh, Jaden Johansson, the Washington quarterback, goes to North Dakota State. We all knew he probably wasn't going to be good enough to play at North Dakota State. He enters the portal after that. He's at South Dakota Tech. Mm-hmm. Why? He's like a three time player of the year out in the RMAC. He could play in the Valley. I'm not saying he'd be USD's quarterback, mm-hmm. but they should have gone after a guy like that. You know, J- Jaden Yankee in the postgame press conference on Saturday literally taunted USD. He's like, I'm sitting here because you guys didn't recruit me. Yeah. he's like, and I was pissed off about that. Yeah. You know, and same thing. SDSU didn't offer him a scholarship. The Yankees were both walk-ons, or at least partials. If AUSD had come in and offered them a full ride, they'd be coyotes right now.
2: Yeah, and and the other thing is is some of the kids that you know you may not have a shot at. uh, You know, SDSU is really good about, like, a Blake Peterson. Uh, I mean, hey, we're going to offer you right away. He goes to Iowa State. Well, now look where he's at, and it's it's shocking. You know, he's 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 just not he's not playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not playing fast. That's what I see. He's he's trying to read, react rather than play fast, and because of that, he's not playing because they're so deep. Okay. But he went back there because of that. Um, you know, if USD would jump on some of these guys that you know are uh, like the 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 kid uh, uh, from Brandon Valley, the sophomore. Um, you know, all the schools should be offering him now, even though he's probably going to go Division One. Um, the, the receiver? The, no, Parliament. Hudson, oh, okay. The, yeah, Parliament. The the defense, offensive line, defensive line. I didn't realize he's that good, Oh, I mean, they he's all pa- offer yeah, the yeah, he's, line, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powerlifting champ. But Bonwell, Witty, Delaney. I mean, he, you know, when they're going on recruiting visits at Nebraska. I know that's Nebraska. I just genuflected, um, yes. Thank you. um, They were at the Purdue game. You know, but when I talk to the state coaches, they know of all these guys. They know of all of them. And uh, they'll come watch these guys come work out at the academy. And USD will sometimes. I feel like they just say, you know what? We'll concede to SDSU here, and we'll go out and find Which guys I get it. Uh, that yeah, makes sense. I, 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 get I it. do. But what they Time did start valuable. to do was they right, they went right. they, w- they did start offering the linemen. They, that's where the one area. Two know, of their starters sh- are local guys. Yep, they right. are the yeah. Roosevelt kids. How right, yeah. much
0: yeah. of a difference does Josh Davis makes since he had a bunch of connections prior? Yeah, he said he's going to make them more pressing. Yeah, yeah, he
2: he said that's going to be one of the the biggest things we're going to try to reestablish. And you know what, Jimmy Gogowski and. At usf he also is trying to do the same he's trying to make more of a presence in
0: the sioux falls area at least all right i know you gotta go do you mind if i stay with curtis for a little bonus okay he's got uh, Matt letter care okay matt zimmer has exited the gateway uh by the way since he mentioned gaglowski uh did i say that right coach gaglowski um curtis uh coach go, glow go Gogowski. Gogowski. Thank yeah. you. Uh, by the way, I love listening to him talk. I heard him talk uh, when you were on with Mark Ovenden about a month ago. I heard him in the postgame show. After a, what was it, 55 6 loss to Pittsburgh State, the number two team in the uh, country, uh, I couldn't tell if the Cougars had won or lost. And I think that's because he had, you know, I think he's fairly honest about where things are uh, with his program. And uh, it's your program, the 28 season Winning record streak comes to an end. Yeah. Uh, the the best they can do is five and six now, and uh, that that started I, probably what your junior year, I, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, sophomore uh, year. I mean, yep. uh, w- w- what does that mean if anything to you? Uh, nothing. I, about, I yeah. mean, twenty eight's a good run. Yeah. And what's I, what's going on over I there? I mean, right it's now?
2: great accomplishment. Well, I mean, one, you have a transition of a coaching change, and with that, were before you had coaching changes. You had the team still there. Yeah. This time with the coaching change, I mean, you had eight, but I mean, starting kids that left for the portal, and seven of those eight were offensive defensive linemen. You know, and six of those eight moved up to Division One, and, and so that's a huge loss. I mean, you walk in as a coach and you have those eight guys. You're feeling a lot better about things. You lose those, and I, just today I'm on campus and I have a young man approach me saying, "Hey, you know, I just entered the portal." And I'm like, "What? What do you? What, well, I want to play Division One football." And I'm thinking, "Wait, well, you're average even at, at you know right now at Division Two football." But this is the mindset, though. You know, this, is, you, everywhere. It, yeah. this is, it, it is everywhere. is affecting coaches everywhere. It huh? is, and um, so unless you you have a culture of where the athletes feel very tied in. Which means longevity of a coach and assistance, You're gonna face this, and that's where OJ with uh, Blake Larson, the big offensive tackle from Brandon Valley. You know, he was courted by Division One schools to enter the portal, and um, he opted to stay. And he stayed because you know he's a team captain. He's been there the entire time. He felt loyal to OJ, um, and and I think he'll still get a shot in the NFL. Could it have served him better to be at a Division One school? Maybe. I know there was NIL money that was going to be thrown at him, um, but he still chose to stay.
0: You, you mentioned OJ, uh, Jerry Shevsky, Coach OJ at Augustana. Uh, what, uh, and how much more time do you have? I have about seven minutes. There you go. Yeah. Still busy, Curtis Riggs. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what gone into that this year? I mean, they, they've they always been good, uh, kind of knocking on the door or on the doorstep, but... I mean, they take down Mankato. Does it feel like the Wayne game is a fluky loss because it was just so it was just it just snowed like crazy and yeah, those, I, those turn into punt I, fests. I mean, boy,
2: how how tough is it? Turnovers. You, you only give up 20 yards and you lose and you lose
0: but, turnovers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah four
2: turnovers. Yeah. I mean, at some point you make a change for the quarterback and bring in the other guy and say, hey, just hand it off. Just throw to the open but guy. But was that an issue before yeah. I mean, they were eight?
0: No, oh before that, they just beat Mankato. But yeah,
2: but sometimes a quarterback is, is just where y- you don't have it. You're not in it. You're in your own mind. Maybe you're not mentally strong enough to overcome these types of situations. He hadn't faced those possibly. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I know the weather
0: was indicative. I think they're they are a better team than Wayne State, but... How'd they yeah. make such a leap? I mean, it wasn't a huge Again, they've been good, but yeah. it feels like they're at another level, and maybe I think we can just kind of forgive them. You can't totally scrap the Wayne loss, but they're but Wayne's good. Yeah. So what— I, I don't think it's a big leap. I think it's just
2: progression. I think, yeah. you know, they had a good team last year. They had just about everyone back. You know, that usually leads to
0: being a better team, and if yeah. you were good last year, you're going to be better this year. All right. Let's do a fire drill with uh, South Dakota State high school football— we have the semifinals on Friday, Lincoln and Brandon Valley. That's going to be on Midco Sports Network. And then you're going to be with me, right? Yeah. Uh, Harrisburg yep. hosting O'Gorman round two, a rematch of two weeks ago. So the, the at-large question for AAA is, I mean, on, on, on what planet or, or in what circumstance can Lincoln get beat? Either Friday or in the Dakota Dome against either Harrisburg or Gordon? I, I
2: don't think they can get beat in the Dakota Dome. I think for them to lose this week, they need weather like Wayne State had. Um, <laughs> sure.
0: It doesn't look or, like that's going to yeah, happen. It's going to uh, be a nice day. Uh, I think, nice um, night. Uh,
2: you know, if, if they come in and just play their game, meaning Lincoln, uh, they're that really, really difficult to beat because they've gotten so much better in all the other areas, and that's made Schaefer play better, you know, and he trusts the run game. He trusts Coach Strzok, who's calling the plays yeah. now. And um, and then to have a security blanket like Jack Smith, uh, I mean, is, is really good. If Brandon Valley goes through that stretch like you and I saw against Jefferson where they go four drives of all pass and punt, Um, They're going to get destroyed. Yeah. But they've got to come out and uh, pick and choose your opportunities to throw throw for passes that are just going to extend the run game, but heavily rely on the run game and try to wear
0: down Lincoln. It seems like it's there for them. They've yeah. got they got the, a massive offensive line. Yep. Uh, their starting tailback looks like he yeah. could have been the starter all yeah. year. He's, he's been starting the last three games, and yep. then that sets up a play action Here, with two speedy wideouts. Prob- the
2: problem is they have so many toys that you feel like you got to get all of them involved. Mm-hmm. And right now, as coaches, you got to be selfish, and you got to think, we're going to win this game, we're not gonna we're not gonna play to make everyone happy. Yeah. We're gonna play to win this game. Okay. And so with Delaney and Bonwoody, they are extremely talented. But you got to pick and choose the times of when you're gonna get them involved, and you have to rely on we're gonna win it within these six guys right here up front.
0: Why do you feel like the Patriots can't get beat in the Dakota Dome? Uh, they're just
2: too fast, and, and that's on both sides. I, you know, even at Harrisburg or, or a Gorman um it, they can score but i don't think they can can score every drive whereas lincoln can they can score every yeah. drive and um i we saw it i think you and i did the Lincoln OG game, and, and did. OG just, it, second half, they just run out of gas. And, yeah. And I, it was I, a I, touchdown I that, game at halftime. Yeah. It was like,
0: it was a shootout, 30-21 to 21 or something like that. Yeah,
2: and, and I I think that's even the fear for them going into the Harrisburg game is is uh, it, it, you just see the deterioration as they go through four quarters of having to rely so heavily on certain guys to make every play. On both sides yeah, of the ball. Yeah, on both sides of the ball. I mean, they rely on them to make every play. And when they get one guy injured, it might be a backup, but that backup comes in to spell that two-way starter on certain plays during the game. Well, now he can't, yeah. and it, it, it really has an effect, but I think those coaches uh, for O'Gorman do a, a phenomenal job, yeah. and they get
0: every ounce of those kids. Uh, you So you'll favor, you. Harrisburg should win. You favor them though. I,
2: no, I, I think O'Gorman's going to
0: win. I, okay. I do. Ooh. Yeah, I,
2: okay. I think they'll win. Um, yeah, Is it because I, I, why? I, I, I just think I, I think their playmakers are better. Okay. Um. And I think they had a lot of big penalties at crucial times. Okay. I think they'll clean some of those up. Um. And I think yeah, just like what you said, a couple weeks after, it's like Kansas City and Denver. Two teams play each other. A couple weeks later, uh, you're going to get a different result. Uh, it's hard to beat a team two times in a row, especially close.
0: Are you doing all the 11-man championship games next yep. week? Yep. Okay. Uh, double A. Uh, are we going to see uh, a third straight Pier and T matchup, or is it going to be Pier and Yankton? Uh,
2: I think it'll be Pier and Yankton. Okay. I think uh, Yankton will just have a few more playmaking opportunities and, and be able to get by T, um, and then I think Pier will win win
0: again. Okay. And 11A, Dell Rapids Del looks Rapids, like the 800-pound yeah. gorilla. You know, it's it's
2: funny too because they run like five plays. Yeah. Um, it's like I Nova for them. <laughs> you know, it's just, they're really good. He does a phenomenal job. They've always been really good defensively, and then now they have some guys on offense that can make plays. I was shocked, shocked to see Lennox beat Canton in a cold weather game, too. I uh, could not believe Lennox was able to get – have been on a losing streak and getting beaten badly, um, and yeah. Canton is a bigger physical team. And Coach Flanagan, I, I tip my hat to him, phenomenal job there getting that win. Came but from Cook Central Montrose, brought yeah, his quarterback, and yeah, had a good but year. I, but I think West Central will will hammer them,
0: and it'll be West Central Dells, who did not play in the regular season. Yeah. That'll, that'll be fun okay uh by the way is it is it this different is it that different of a fall for you since you don't have storm duties or were there never uh, very yes. many storm duties no, in the no yeah
2: no recruiting it's it's really weird my phone doesn't ring near as much in fact now it's agents or uh coaches or players contacting me and me being able to quickly say hey this andre fields guys the guy you got a call now um so the evenings are where it's not near as much in fact i'll leave my phone now i'll sit and I'll forget about it now, wow. which is a, a rarity. Oh, but it, nice? um, uh, it is nice. Uh, but, yeah, there's a big difference in, in the, this time of year.
0: Well, that's good. You just enjoy, enjoy, hang out, watch a little football and call yeah. a little football. Call, call
2: some games. Be good. Do NDSU this, well, with you Friday night and then NDSU Saturday. Looking forward to it. Thanks right. for coming
0: by. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. you. The busiest man in football show business in South Dakota, Curtis Riggs, who will be with me, Harrisburg, and the Knights at six o'clock state semifinals. Watch it on metrosports.tv. You can watch it on your TV if you have a Roku app, the Metrosports TV Roku app, metrosports.tv, or listen good old fashioned way over a campfire or like you're a 1940s family sitting in the living room. Fox Sports 98.1 on the radio. They predicted the death of radio 40, 50 years ago. Still going. Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, Metrosports.tv for Harrisburg or Gorman. Or uh, you could watch Midco Sports Network on good old-fashioned cable or, or streaming or the Midco Sports app, whatever. Lincoln and Brandon Valley, the other semifinal game, that will be on Midco Sports Network, as will the Jacks and the Bison Saturday at 2 Curtis will be on the call for that game with Tom Neiman. And uh, I'll be there. Zim will be there. We won't be on the broadcast. But uh, you can watch it on Midco Sports or you can watch it at Gateway Lounge and watch a bunch of other great college football games. Plus have dynamite food and drinks and uh, have let that staff at Gateway take care of you on Saturday. Some good games in the 11 o'clock window. Notre Dame and Clemson will be on. Speaking of Dabo Sweeney and... You get to the 2:30 window, and you're going to have some interesting matchups as well, like the Bedlam series, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and then uh, night games. Gateway, come by for dinner. Washington, USC are the Trojans contenders, pretenders, pretending contenders, contending pretenders. Who knows? Uh, but they'll be playing alongside LSU and Alabama. Always a fun one. At nine, it's Oregon State and Colorado. Wouldn't you love to see the Beavers just beat the crap out of uh, Coach Prime? Can watch it all at the same time have some drinks and laughs. Gateway Lounge. Wake up Saturday morning, it opens at 8 o'clock. Breakfast pizza, biscuits and sausage gravy uh, will be uh, the breakfast uh, served for you as the Chiefs take on the Dolphins. A special Sunday morning, 8 a.m. opening for that game at the Gateway Lounge. Then you got the Vikings and the Falcons at noon, the Packers and the Rams at noon, Bears and Saints at noon, and uh, you got Cowboys and Eagles 325. Gateway Sunday all day. And then next week, Saturday, November 11th, mark it down. If you're not going to be in the Dakota Dome to watch state football championships, uh, go to the Gateway and support an awesome cause. Susie Cook has been a bartender at the Gateway for 12 years, a ray of sunshine, one of the most positive uh, people you'll ever meet, beautiful soul, learned she had breast cancer back in May, five months of radiation treatment, and they're doing a fundraiser for Susie Cook, On Saturday, November 11th at the Gateway Lounge. In fact, it is called Sippin' for Susie. Sippin' for Susie. All you can eat, uh, check that, all you can drink, tap beer, a silent auction, 50-50 raffle, and more. Sippin' for Susie. Saturday, November 11th from 1 to 5 p.m. Mark that down at the Gateway Lounge, 41st and I-29 as well. We'll be at The Gateway next Tuesday for another episode of this fine podcast. Thanks for listening to us. Spread the word if you like it. You know, we don't really care if anybody's listening, but it'd, it'd be nice if they were, if more people did. you know, We're not going to shut anybody out. Get people to hop on the train, on the bandwagon. Full steam ahead. Choo-choo. See ya. Why are you left that was a terrible outro fuck you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does, you know, a rough
2: yes